comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. Kingdom Adit. Kingdom Adit. Well, it's a joy all too soon or all too long. The month of May is ending and today happens to be the last Sunday in the month of May. And we are thankful to God for the gift of life for his preservation. Why don't you join me wherever you are at this time as we get into the word of God, prepare our hearts, open your mouth and begin to thank God for the gift of life, for preservation of life all through this month. God has kept you. God has preserved you. God has protected you all through this month. Lift up your voice and begin to thank him and say, Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory. I thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for preserving my life, that of my family, all birthday celebrants in this month. We pray and we thank God for the gift of life God has granted you. Lift up your voice wherever you are and thank God with me. The Bible said it's a good thing to give thanks unto God and to sing praises unto his name. O Most High, to sing of his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every night, faithfulness every week, faithfulness every day. This month, every day of this month, God has been gracious to you. He's been merciful to you. He's been kind to you. Lift up your voice and from a grateful heart, don't be like the nine leopards who were healed and forgot to return. Return with thanks, return with gratitude. Lift up your voice and let's give God thanks and give him praise. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. We give you all the glory. Thank you for feeding us all through this month. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for meeting our every need. We honor you and we bless you. In Jesus' precious name. Now speak to God and ask him to speak to you in this service. And say, Father, as I come into your word, grant me understanding, open my eyes, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation, give me an understanding heart, a hearing ear, lift up your voice, I'm going to speak to God, Father, we ask for a hearing ear, an understanding heart, in the name of Jesus, and grace to be doers of your word, we honor you, and we bless you, Lord, for your mercy and for your grace, I commit myself unto you, I ask the Lord, you use me as a vessel of honor, let your word go forward with precision and power, let your word be precise, precise let it be prophetic and let it be powerful let no man or woman tune into this broadcast now or watch it later ever remain the same i give you praise i give you glory for assistance supernaturally holy spirit in jesus much less name amen great time to be with you once again i want to encourage you to share start a watch party 
this is a platform. It's not only a platform for you to share fellowship, but it's also a platform for us to reach out to multitudes who are yet to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. So you want to start a watch party, share the video, send it to your friends, and click those of you who are watching YouTube. You can subscribe and then click the bell so you are constantly reminded. The Lord bless you, even as you tune in to this broadcast. In Jesus' precious name, amen. This morning, I want to... I know that those of you who have been following the series are uh, expecting me to continue, but I just had a prompting to do something unique. And I think that is something is a message that God has designed for someone. It's a prophetic message that the Spirit of God just interrupted my spirit to bring it to you at this time. And I'm going to be teaching it from now through the Fresh Fire Week. I'll start it from today, but hopefully we are going to treat the same subject all through the first fire week and i want to encourage you wednesday through friday we'll be meeting fasting and praying and seeking the face of god thanking him and committing this new month into his hands so you don't want to miss out you want to join in so we can fellowship together in the time of fasting and prayer come with me to the book of judges 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 chapter 16 verse 15 to 22 Judges 16. Then she said to him, How can you say, I love you, when your heart is not with me? How can you say, I love you, when your heart is not with me? That means, when we say we love people, our heart must go out to them. You have mocked me this three times, and you have told me, you have not told me where your strength, your great strength lies. Take note of where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. That she told her all that was in his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head for I have been a Nazareth to God from my mother's womb. If I'm shaving, then my strength will leave me. Take note. If I'm saving, my strength will leave me. And I shall become weak and be like any other man. This is very, very insightful. Be very careful. The person with whom you share all your secret. Something opened up after much pressure. Something opened up and gave all his heart. Be careful who you are sharing the details of your heart. Intimate things about your life. Intimate things about your destiny. Be very careful who you happen to be sharing them with. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his secret, she sent and called for the laws of the Philistines, saying, Come up once. Come up once more. For he has told me all his heart. So the laws of the Philistines came up to him and brought the money in their hand. Verse 19. Then she lured him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave up the seven locks of the head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. How sad. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free but he did not know that the lord had departed from him 
My prayer for you this morning is that may, no matter what you lose, may God never depart from you. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit who promises to be with us forever. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. Take note, after the Lord left him, the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronzing fetters and he became a grinder in a prison. Wow! When the king, the prince, the judge is made, he said, this is an error, an error which I proceed from the mouth of a ruler. I have seen servants riding upon horses and servants uh, servants riding upon horses and kings walking on the ground. It ought not to be so. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. I want you to take note of that. Verse 22. Let's read it together. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Let's say it again. Read it with me again. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaven. This is really comforting and very, very instructive. When you read this story, it's a very, Samson's story is a very, very powerful story. When the Holy Spirit took my attention to him and I began to reflect upon his life, his birth, it, it, it's a character that is worth your attention and I think I want to encourage you to go back and study it. Judges uh, chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, it talks about something there. You, you, you'll be glad what the Holy Spirit will show you from there. But we want to look at something and draw some inspiration from his life. In this prophetic message I'm bringing in this season, and the title of my message is, Your Hair Shall Grow Again. If you are watching with someone, just tap the person and say, Your Hair Shall Grow Again. You can also type it in the comment section if you are watching it on Facebook or YouTube. My hair is growing again. Your hair is going to grow again. I declare to you, whatever it is that made you lose your hair, your hair shall grow again. I speak to you as God's set man over you. I speak to you as God's prophet over you. I speak to you as your shepherd. I speak to you with a prophetic word from God. In this season, I declare to you, your hair shall grow again. This story tells us about great restoration. And I believe that in this season, this COVID-19 has brought losses and gains to some people. But if you happen to be on the side of those who have not had some gains in this season, I want to declare to you, whatever you have lost, it shall be restored to you. And it shall not just be restored to you, it shall be restored to you in a greater measure. Samson's hair began to grow again. That is why I came to announce to you, this morning I have not come to preach as it were, but to prophesy into your destiny and to speak into your future and speak into the month of June for you that it shall be a month where your hair, you see your hair growing again. You will see your hair growing again. And this long teaching, which is going to go, like I told you, from now till uh, Friday when we finish our first fire week, I want to focus on what it means to lose your hair. We'll be looking at what it means to lose your hair. We will look at the ways people lose their hair. And then we'll look at the cost of losing your hair. And then I would finish it up with how to get your hair to grow again.
What can you do if you have happened if you happen to lost your hair? How do you get your hair to grow again? So quickly, we want to look at the symbolism. You see, Samson's loss of hair, his hair was symbolic. His hair represented something. So what that did Samson's hair represent? Samson's hair represent hair represented three things. It represented three things. Number one, Samson's hair principally represented the source of his strength or power. When we talk about Samson's hair, it was a symbol of his power. It represented the source of his power. We are told in the book of Judges 16 verse 17 that he told her all his heart and said to her, There had not come razor unto my head. There had not come razor upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite from my mother's womb. And if I be shaven, then my strength will be gone from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So Samson's hair represented the strength. We are told in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 4. Within Samson's hair, those seven locks, the locks that were on his hair, that was the hiding of his power. The Bible said in his brightness was as a light. He had horns coming out of his hand. And there was the hiding of his power. Some things revealed the source of his power to the wrong person. I pray that as you speak to people, as you engage people, whether it's on social media, wherever, may you have the wisdom to be discreet about the source of your power. In the name of Jesus. So Samson's hair number one was symbolic of his power. The source of his strength. The source of his power. And then of course number two. Samson's hair was also symbolic of a divinely endowed gift or abilities from God. It was symbolic of something that God had given him. Special gift. God had given him special strength. Where was this strength to be found? This strength was buried in his head. In his head. That's where Samson's strength was. His hair was not just for beauty. His hair was not just for decoration. His hair was a source of strength. That was the source. All that Samson needed to become, everything Samson needed was tied up in his head. Every gift that Samson needed to become great was in his head. The Bible says, a man's gift maketh a way for him and bringeth him before great men. There's none of us that has been bereft of talent. All of us have been gifted. We are told in the book of Matthew when the man, the Lord of the servants was traveling, he called his servants and he gave them talent. One five, another two, another one. All of them were given. I want you to know that you are gifted. There is special ability, there is special potential, there, is, there are great giftings God has given you. and You must treasure it, value it and know how to deploy that gift. Number three, something's here represented something of great value or precious. Something that was precious, something that was valuable. Something that was precious. So, when we say something lost his hair, we, we are talking about losing his power. And in this season, in this demonic pandemic season, I, I know a lot of people are losing things. Some have lost their jobs, others are losing their salaries, others are having cut down on their salaries. All kinds of losses are going on. Economies are losing, businesses are losing. Even we churches, we are not able to meet. So in a sense, we are also losing. We are losing our ability to fellowship freely with our members. That's why we are doing service online like we are doing now. There are a lot of losses all around us. But I want you to appreciate this fact. That in spite of the losses around, 
We serve a God who is a God of restoration. The Bible said, I will restore unto you the years that the locusts, the cankerworm, the caterpillar have eaten. Whatever has been swallowed up by the enemy, God will restore it to you sevenfold. In the month of June, expect a bumper harvest. In the month of June, expect a greater harvest. Expect supernatural restoration. Sevenfold, hundredfold, according to your faith, it shall be so unto you. Can I hear an amen? It's vital that we appreciate that this is a new season. God is, the month of June will usher you into a fine phase of your life. God is said to do something unique, something spectacular, something marvelous. You will share your testimony with joy and with gladness in the mighty name of Jesus. So something losing his hair meant he lost his power. It also meant that something lost his gift or ability. Something he depended on, he lost it. It also means that something lost something of great value. And sometimes you lose things of great value. Sometimes you lose a husband. Sometimes you lose a wife. Sometimes you lose a child. Life sometimes brings us losses. But I want you to appreciate that no matter what you lose, God is a God of supernatural restoration. Job lost many things, but just as he lost in the fullness of time the bible said god restored unto him and gave him back twice as much as he had before whatever you have lost understand that it shall not come back to you in the same measure you lost it god is going to multiply it good measure pressed down shaking together running over it shall be restored unto you if you have lost your righteousness it shall be restored unto you if you have lost your peace i see peace come to you you've lost money money is coming to you somebody stole your phone it shall be restored unto you in the name of jesus Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, I declare supernatural restoration in the name of our Lord Jesus. So sometimes great losses happen. Something, something lost something of value. If there's a relationship you have lost, get ready. God is going to bring you a better relationship. He's going to bring you a better man, a better wife, a better child in the name of Jesus. So we want to look at ways we lose. How people lose things. How did Samson lose his hair? How did Samson come to lose his hair? How did it all happen? We are exploring 10 ways people lose their hair. 10 ways people lose their hair. You already understand what the hair represents. 10 ways people lose their power. 10 ways people lose something valuable to them. 10 ways Samson lost his hair. The first one was through bad decisions or poor choices. Samson lost his hair through bad decisions or poor choices. You must understand that life is designed to be lived with decisions. Life is designed to be lived with choices. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. He said, I call heaven and earth to record against thee today that I have set before thee life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. Our decisions and our choices have consequences in life. Whatever decisions you make in life, if you are making quality decisions, your life will be moving in a quality direction. If you make negative decisions or wrong decisions, your life will also be going in the wrong direction. But I pray that in this season, even the negative decisions you have made in the time past, God will turn them around together for your good. I like it when the Bible says, and we know that God is able to make all things 
our negative, our positive, our right and wrong decisions, God is able to turn all of them around for your good. And I declare to you, no matter the negative decisions you have made, maybe it was a negative relationship choice, maybe it was a negative, uh, a wrong business decision, a wrong relational choice, a wrong financial investment decision, whatever it is, my God shall restore it back to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's important that we understand that Samson did not just lose his hair because something just came up. No. Samson's decision to fall in love with the wrong woman was the foundation for the loss of his hair. He decided to fall in love with the woman whose heart he didn't know. He decided to hang out with someone whose heart, what was in the heart. The Bible said the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who are you hanging out with? Who do you call your best friend? Who do you call your confidant? Do you know them? Do you know them very well? Can you tell whether they have your best interest or not at heart? Who is your confidant? It's important. Something decided to fall in love with the wrong woman. And sometimes we make wrong relationship choices. Sometimes we make wrong business choices. Look at it in Judges chapter 14, verse 16, verse 4 to 6. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the valley of Sorek. That was a woman. That was it. That's why it's important that we count the cost of our decisions. Before you make quality decisions, before you make any decision, it's important that you sit down, evaluate, think deeply. This woman that is looking nice. This man that has money. This man that is talking nice. Is he good at heart? Is he born again? Does he know God? Does he really love me like he claims to be? It's important. That's the first thing that made something lose his head. The wrong decisions, wrong choices. I pray that God will guide you to make wrong, right decisions. May you be guided by the spirit of God to make the best of decisions at all times. Number two was disobedience. The second reason why Samson lost his hair was because of disobedience. We are told in Judges chapter 14 verse 1. One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her, get her for me. Look at that. Samson was just following his eyes. And there are a lot, some young men who only follow their eyes. They just follow their eyes. And it's not their spiritual eyes they are following. It's just their natural eye. Once the person is tall, fair, that is all. Once the person speaks some way, that is all. There are some ladies who they just have to check you out. They have just programmed their mommy. I don't like a short man. I don't like this kind of man. I don't like... Listen, you better like the man God likes. It's not about what you like. It's what kind of man does God want for your life. Sometimes the man God wants for your life, he may not be as tall as you want, but he's a man God has designed to bring you peace and joy and love. It's important. His father and mother, something went and loved the wrong woman. His father and mother, look at what they say, objected. Isn't there even one woman? Look at that. In our tribe and among all the Israelites you could marry. Look at that. And for those of you ladies who like to hang out with unbelievers, this should be instructing you. Samson wanted a woman and he went out of the tribe of Israel. He could not find a woman. Sometimes you are looking for a wife and instead of looking into the church of which we are a part, we are looking helter-skelter. 
We will go and bring a woman we know little or nothing about. And sometimes we go all out to reach out to people who are not born again. Hoping to convert them afterwards. That is one of the riskiest decisions you can be thinking of. If you are contemplating a relationship. It's important you appreciate that. Something went out of a place. The Bible said, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. An unbeliever, no matter how rich, how nice, how tall, how fair he is, is an unbeliever. He is, the moment you hook up with an unbeliever, Satan has become your father-in-law. Automatic. Demons will visit you. So you cannot be guaranteed except a peaceful home. That's why it's important. That decision must be well informed. Very critical. Once God is with you in the decision you are making, you can be sure that you are off. Obeying God, obedience to God is critical in this life. So, look at that. They say, get there for me. For she looks good to me. That's all. Something's parents instructed him. Say something. Listen. And these were not ungodly parents. These were godly parents. Because for, for you remember before something was born, the mother actually was visited by an angel and communicated. She knew how to hear receive word from the supernatural beings. So these were not natural, but something was just following his natural self. That's all. Because this part of something was his natural self. The supernatural part of something was there, but his desire and affection and emotions were just the natural part of him. And those were the things that were driving him. Anything something saw that looked good in his eyes, he wanted it. It's important. Whether it pleased God or not, it did not matter. Disobedience is very costly. Do you know Saul also lost his place? Just as Samson lost his hair because he disobeyed, Saul also lost his throne because he disobeyed. And many of us have lost things. Money that should have come to you, lost it because you, you, you refuse to honor God with the tithe that belongs to him. Opportunities that should have been yours. Some some devourer blew it away from you because you decided to touch what God will not have you touch. It's important. Certain precious relationships that should have ended in marriage because you ended up, you decided that you wanted to go to bed with a person before another relationship has no future. Why? Because you chose not to obey God and to honor God. Sometimes we lose our hair. We lose something precious to us. Sometimes people enter into relationships and they get involved sexually and the relationship does not work and they become wounded. They feel that something valuable in their lives has been taken away. Their virginity has been taken away. It's because you chose to disobey God. Sometimes when you are disobeying God, it looks like it's interesting. But listen, as delight uh, some sometimes disobedience may seem, it is always painful. Some disobedience is always costly. Let me show you something in the book of Proverbs. I wrote here, I said, if you think obedience is expensive, try disobedience. If you think obedience is expensive, try disobedience. Look at what the Bible says. Proverbs 1, 24 to 26. Before, because I have called and you refuse, I have stretched, listen, this is God speaking. Wisdom is speaking. He said, I called, you refuse. I stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have set and not all my counsel. And with none of my reproof, I will also laugh at your calamity. He said, I will laugh. 
at your calamity. Verse 26, I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock. So there are some people sometimes when things happen to them, God is just sitting down and just watching them. Because these are things that could have easily been avoided. Obedience, no matter how costly it is, is always profitable. The Bible said if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. What happened to Samson must not happen to you. If Samson had obeyed his parents from the first point, because almost every, it's when you take time to read the story, you realize that almost every time something wanted a woman, it was a strange woman. And there are some Christian brothers, they just like strange women. Every woman they want is a strange woman. Every woman. Those who are not born again, those who are not spirit-filled, those who are not tongue-talking, those are the people they want. They just like fair-colored, slim, slicky ladies. That's all. They don't consider anything spiritual. Listen. What builds a peaceful home is not the hips of a lady, it's not the color of a lady, it's the character of a lady. And that is, the Bible said, that which is of a meek and a quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of great price. Thank God for beauty, but if the beauty is only outward, that is a risk you are undertaking. And may the Lord help you. The Bible said, if you be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. Number three, the third reason why Samson lost his hair was because of his untamed carnal desires and appetites. Something had appetite and desires that were untamed. Tamed. Listen, your desires don't understand tongues. Your desires are not spiritual. The only thing your desires need to do, they need to be tamed. They need to be subdued. In every man, no matter how holy you are, there are unholy desires in you. No matter how holy you are. I'm a pastor. Sometimes I have unholy thoughts. Sometimes I have unholy feelings. There is no human being who does not have unholy thoughts and holy feelings. It was the late Kenneth Hagin who said that you cannot stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building their nest over your head. Thoughts, negative thoughts will come to you. That you are married does not mean that thoughts about other women will not come to you. No. They will come. But you need to deal with them. You have to tame your desires. Samson never tamed his desire for sex. He never tamed his desire for women. Every time. Go through most of the fights Samson fought. He was raised up to be a judge for the nation of Israel. But most of the fight he fought, it was fight about women. I was shocked when I was reading it. Every time, most of the things he did, it was he, they would do something about his woman, then he would get angry, then he would just fight. <laughs> you, can't, you can't live your life like that. That was the kind of life something was living. Just using his strength, just because he was strong, he was just using it. No wonder the book of Proverbs says, give not thy strength to women. Don't give your strength to women. Some of you have financial strength and you've given it to women. You have intellectual strength, you've given it to women. Your physical strength, you've given it to women. Listen, that strength you have will not always be there. If it's financial strength, it will not always be there. Physical strength, it will not always be there. That's why it's important that you manage your strength. Something lost it. Because he will not tame his desires. Judges 61. One day, something went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. Imagine. When they spend the night with a prostitute, 
When you go to verse 4, after this prostitute, Samson went into another woman. That's when, not long after verse 4, sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the... I mean, he just left the prostitute like two or three days ago. Then he meets Delilah. He says, as for you, I love you. I want to marry you. He just had appetite that could not be controlled. And I want to encourage you, every young man, every young woman, under the sound of my voice, the appetite you have are great, but tame them. And I'm talking about appetite for sex, appetite for food, appetite for fame, appetite, I mean, all kinds of things. Appetite for fame has made young people to engage in all kinds of things they ought not. There are pastors who consult all kinds of oracles because they want to be famous. Appetite for fame. Twist the word of God because they want to be famous. Appetite for fame. Your appetite must be tamed. I said, your appetite can ruin your destiny if you fail to rule them. You must rule your appetite or they will ruin your destiny. If you don't want your destiny to be ruined, rule your appetite. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 26, the CEV version. Proverbs 25, 28. He said, losing self-control leaves you as helpless as a city without war. Losing self-control. When you lose, you fail to control yourself. When you lose your ability to control yourself, you are simply reduced to the status of a city without war. The message version says, a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. Can you imagine? You live in a house and there are no doors, there are no windows. And in Africa, mosquitoes will naturally uh, be your best friend. All kinds of lizards. Even where your windows are locked, armed robbers are coming. And now your windows are all open. Everything you have is at the mercy of wicked people. That shall not be your testimony. Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. It's important that you appreciate that your greatest temptation always comes from within and never from without. Your greatest temptation in life, they come from within and not from without. What made Samson lose his place? The Bible said, let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For he cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You are tempted when you are drawn away. There was something in Samson that was always getting him into trouble. And that was desire that he had to tame. And you and I must tame our desire. Our greatest temptation are always from within. They are never from without. Never forget that. Your greatest temptation in life, they are always from within. Look at what the Bible says in Mark chapter 7, verse 20 to 23. He said, that which cometh out of a man defileth him. For from within... Out of the men, out of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, theft, covetousness, uh, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Look at verse 23. He said, All these things come from within and defile the men. These are the things. The thing that defiles you, they are from within you. The desires you have, there are some appetite you have, you must tame them. Tame them. You are a married man. You are still looking out for small, small girls. Tame that appetite. Tame that appetite. You are born again, spirit filled, but you still have appetite for beer. Tame that appetite. 
discipline yourself. The Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Tame your appetite before they destroy your destiny. Tame your appetite before they destroy your destiny. The third, the fourth cause or the fourth way people lose their head is through natural disasters or catastrophes. I'll end it there and continue on Wednesday. People lose their head through natural disasters or catastrophes. Catastrophes. People lose their head. Things that are precious to them. You remember the story of Job. Job lost the things that were valuable to him through storms. One day, one storm after the other happened. And that is where the principle of Titan brings us into active partnership with God for divine protection. It is the devourer that releases all of these demonic things upon people's lives. He said, when you tithe, I rebuke the devourer for your sake. And sometimes Satan devours our resources through all kinds of means. Through disasters, earthquakes, windstorms, all kinds of things. Satan releases them and they come to destroy your, your things that are valuable to you, things that are precious to you. But I see you covered supernaturally. No evil wind shall blow around you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's important. That's, that's another way. Some, uh, Job lost everything valuable to him because of disasters. Let me close with number five. Let me close with number five. I wanted to end there, but I think I should close with number five. The third way people lose their hair is through satanic or demonic attacks. Satanic or demonic attacks. You remember... When we look at the life of Job, what he experienced in the natural, everything he experienced in the natural was actually a product of the spiritual. A transaction went on between Satan and God and it manifested. So it, whether it was an armed robbery attack, whether it was a rainstorm, whether it was a windstorm, whether it was a hurricane, whatever it was, the Bible says Satan went from the presence of God. Look at that. Satan went forth from the presence of God and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his feet unto his crown. The affliction, the sickness was Satan coming. It's always important that we identify the source of the challenge we are dealing with. Until you know the source, you'll be fighting in vain. You, you'll be treating, it's like uh, trying to treat uh, typhoid with malaria drug. You'll be treating and treating and you'll be getting nowhere. Why? Because there's a certain disease the prescription, the diagnosis is wrong and so the prescription is wrong and then the results will never be achieved. It's important that all the disasters that befell Job in the natural, if you're a natural man, you think that, oh, this is just natural disaster. There's nothing like natural disaster. Satan was the principal architect. The, all the disasters, the children dying, the windstorm, the business, everything he lost, Satan manufactured it from a special laboratory. And released it upon him. That's how Satan works. That's why it's important that you remain spiritual. You have to be spiritual. There are a lot of people who take things for granted. They just live life on only on the natural plane. That's all. Their life is lived one way and it's on the natural plane. Do you know that when what brought something down was not just Delilah. It was a strategic plan hatched by the Philistines. 
He, he felt he was just in love. He felt that naturally I just met a woman, I love her, and we are just flowing. No, he did not know that a transaction had gone on in the demonic world. And there are transactions that are going on in the demonic world. You just sit in your office, you think you are just running business. You are just in your shop, you think you are just running it. You are running your school, you think you are just running. There are transactions going on in the demonic world. And until you become conscious of it and engage in strategic warfare against it, there is no way you can make progress in your life. You'll be losing things precious to you. You'll be losing things valuable to you without knowing. When Samson lost his head, he felt that, oh, maybe I just went for one night stand and then all of these things happened. No, it wasn't a one night stand. The, 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 the Philistine has systemat systematically time and again had plans to destroy him. That's why it's important. The Bible says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You must understand who our principal enemy is. Satan is our principal enemy. He works through men, but he's our principal enemy. That's why he is not at rest, so you must not also rest. Spiritually, you must stay active. Spiritually, you must stay on fire. Whether lockdown or no lockout, whether we are in church or we are online, you must make sure that you are spiritually vibrant and alive. Because Satan is out for you. The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. It's important. Spiritual soberness. Strength and stamina are critical for victory over Satan, our adversary spiritual soberness. The Bible said be sober, be vigilant. If you are going to win over such an enemy who is all out for your life. It, it took the mercy of God for Samson to gain his life. I'll be showing you in the course of this teaching the valuable things Samson lost. It was not just his hair he lost. But the loss of his hair came with some huge loss in Samson's life valuable things, great things he lost. Maybe on Tuesday, on Thursday or so, I'll be walking you through that. But it's important that we appreciate that spiritual soberness, strength and stamina are critical for victory over Satan any day, any time. The Bible says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to withstand the wars of the devil. You will stand in the name of Jesus. How do you stay strong? By staying in prayer. By staying in fasting. And what a privilege it is. This week, Wednesday through Friday, like we always do, we'll be waiting on God in fasting and prayer. Don't just think your life is only on one plane. No. We live on a spiritual plane and we do business on the natural plane. There is no, nothing that is seriously working that has not got a spiritual power behind it. If you see somebody succeeding, there's a spiritual power behind it. The fact that he's not told you does not mean that it doesn't exist. Anybody who succeeds at any serious level operates or gets there by spiritual power. And it's either negative or positive. But you are a child of God and you have access to the source of all power. You have access to the greatest of all powers. And that is the power of God. I pray that whatever you have lost in this season, whatever you have lost, whatever made you lose something in this season, I see God step into it. As we get into this week of fasting and prayer, and as we begin to seek the face of God, God will be showing you some of the things that made you lose some of the things you have lost. And he will be showing you what you must do to recover all of such. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord preserve you. 
And I declare that in this week, particularly in this prophetic week, where God is speaking into our lives, that our hair is growing again. Your hair, beginning from after this service, you will begin to see that your hair is growing again. You will hear good news. That will be a pointer that your hair is growing again. In the mighty name of Jesus, so it shall be in your life. You are blessed. Open your mouth and speak to God. Put your hand on your head and speak to him and say, Father, I thank you that my hair is growing again. My anointing is coming back. My grace is coming back. My favor is coming back. My money is coming back. My health is coming back. Every good thing you have lost, speak to it, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. My health is coming back. Your money is back. Your job is back. Your children are back. If you have miscarried, get ready. A set of twins or triplets are coming your way. They are coming. They are coming. They are coming. It's coming. You will be restored. You will be restored in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. Thank you that our hair is growing again. Our enemies are mocking about our hair will grow again. Thank you, Father, for supernatural restoration. Thank you that you are showing us the way to get our hair to grow back again. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Spirit of God, for your blessing. Let your word be fulfilled. Let every prophetic verdict and decree be speedily attended to with testimonies. Thank you, Father, for testimonies that will accompany the teaching of your word today. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. All right. It's been a little bit of a long service, but I'm sure I told you it's a prophetic service. I was minding my own business. I prepared a particular teaching I was about to do, and the Holy Ghost inter interrupted and said, this is the word I need to break, and I trust that it's blessed your life today. Pastor Afuaka has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor afuafa please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor afuafa on facebook twitter and instagram you can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power-packed online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9am and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you. Hey!